Blog Talk Radio. This is the Change Book Radio Show, global insight and inspiration for life and business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnaluti, transformational leader and coach, international best-selling author, and founder of High Powered Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. We are live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm so excited. I just was on the phone with um, Carol Luck, our guest today, and we seem to have all of the tech issues ironed out, so I'm thrilled to have her with us today. Carol, can you hear me? I can. Hi, Stacey. All right. Hi, (laughs) Carol Luck. All right. Carol Luck is an author, speaker, coach, and creator of her signature coaching method, the Yes Code. Carol is a founding EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique Master, and combines her traditional training as a psychotherapist with clinical hypnosis and advanced applications of EFT for unprecedented results with her coaching clients. Known for her laser-like focus and intuitive connections, Carol coaches clients to release their limiting beliefs and emotional conflicts about success so that they can reach their maximum potential. Carol is a world-renowned EFT workshop presenter and has taught workshops in Belgium, England, France, the Netherlands, Canada, Australia, and all over the United States. She is also a regular featured energy medicine expert on leading global telesummits. Carol runs her Diamond Breakthrough Program and her ICF accredited coaching program, the Yes Code Coach Certification Program for practitioners who are passionate about coaching others to lead lives of exceptional success. Whoa, indeed, this woman is a powerhouse and she's all about being the change she wants to see in the world. So welcome to the Changebook Radio Show, Carol Look. I'm so happy to be here after many reschedulings and tech issues, and finally we connect. So I'm grateful to be here, Stacey. So awesome. So Carol is in New York City right now. She's been there for years and years and years. We've already concluded that it is one of the most exciting, wonderful places to be. So if you haven't been to New York City, you need to get on over there and look her up. Um, We're going to go right into the good stuff here. Carol, you say that success is not an accident. Tell us more about that idea and how you help clients to become more successful with your coaching method, the Yes Code. Well, I started out struggling myself with success. So when I figured out and understood that success is not an accident, it was so relieving. It's so exciting to know that success is quite predictable if you know what to do. And then over the years, I developed the Yes Code, which is my version of coaching, where I help people get super clear about their blocks. What are their emotional blocks? What are their conflicts to success? And then we clear them. And then I help them. The big thing I do is I help people find their next yes in small decisions, big decisions. And I always use gratitude in the whole formula. So people come in confused and unsure and not, you know, don't know what to do next. And then very clearly and with very small steps, we go A, B, C, D and get through what we need to get through. And it's just, it's just a joy to do this work. But I always say to people, I was my first guinea pig. Trust me. I was the first person I had to do all this work on. To, to figure it out and to become successful myself. So yes. it was, it's, been, uh, it's been a journey, as you know. Awesome. We just don't take people places we've never been, do we? 
No, exactly. That's what I train my coaches into, right? I love that you're certifying other coaches to do, um, to use this method. What I love about Carol is when you go to her website, you'll see it right away. She has made wise this, um, she has, (laughs) excuse me, she has made things so simple and clear. And she just holds your hand and leads you right to the next yes in such a magical, beautiful way. So I could sense that right from the get-go. Um, you help people identify what sabotage behaviors are blocking their success. So talk a little bit more about the typical behaviors that you see. Sure. Sabotage we all sabotage and all, and all have at one time or another. So, um, Stacey, did I just lose you? No, I'm here. Can oh, you hear sorry. me? Uh, yeah, something just happened. Um, Uh, We all sabotage at one time or another. And the favorite, of course, is procrastination. There's not a single person listening who has not procrastinated. Other behaviors that sometimes people don't see as as so sabotage being late, rebelling. Rebelling is a huge one. Uh, Fighting. You know, you can pick a fight in a relationship or you can just do something where you're causing friction in a professional relationship. And those are all ways that we get in our own way of the path to success. Procrastination is the one most people go, yep, (laughs) done that. I have certainly been around that block before, but those are the typical ones. Awesome. Yeah, none of this um, is, you know, we've all experienced all of these things running late. I think about how I'm always on time for a job, you know, for the work that I do. I'm so passionate about the work that I do that I don't show up late when I'm working. But when I'm not working, I I will have a tendency to kind of lag behind. It's like I have to have a really good reason. And that's so disrespectful. I can see how sabotaging that is in your personal life as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, really common. Okay, you tell clients that there is a key theory that we all need to know about sabotage and procrastination behavior that's a game, a game changer. So tell us a little bit more about that theory. This is what really changed it for me. I was used to criticizing myself, being upset with myself for procrastinating and not getting things done. And oh, there I go again. And it took me a while to figure out that procrastination, no matter how much you hate it, it solves a problem for you. It protects you from something. So let's say someone is procrastinating on getting their website out there for their coaching business or for their business in general. And I say, you know, what's going on? Why aren't you doing that? And they'll say, procrastination, as much as I hate it, at least I won't get seen and then rejected. But we never look at it that way. We always look at it as a bad thing. Oh, procrastination is such a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a classic behavior that protects us, keeps us safe from some kind of exposure. And once I got that, then I stopped criticizing myself for doing all the sabotage behaviors. And then I could unpack it, you know, look at it and clear it. You cannot clear it when all you're doing is saying that you're a bad person and the procrastination is a bad behavior. You're not going to get anywhere with that. So yeah. that had to shift. And once that energetically shifted, it was like light bulb. Okay, I get it. Uh, and then I could do something about it. That's what's so frustrating is that people say, oh, I sabotage. And next week they say, oh, I sabotage. And the next month they say, oh, look, I did it again. Nobody gets anywhere with it until you start to get underneath the behavior. You know, as a coach, you know this because you do so much coaching yourself that I think our society is a little bit obsessed with the behavior and we forget to look underneath what's going on. Everybody wants to change the behavior, do it differently, 
you know, do whatever you're doing and doing, do it faster. We need to know why. We need to get to the energy and the emotion and the, the, the real reasons why. And once we do that, once you understand that, that any kind of sabotage behavior or procrastination solves a problem for you, then we can figure out what problem and then we can go to it. So that's what's been really, really fun, truly fun about my work. It's very inspiring to do. Yeah. Oh, so much in that. I, I always say, you know, we really do have what we want. And it's just hard to get people to see that. But these questions, you know, why do you do that? You don't, they don't know why they're doing it. So we ask the question, how is that behavior serving you? Well, it's not serving me. No, it's serving you. It's serving you in some way. Let's figure out how that behavior is giving you something that you want right now. And you're right. It is so enlightening. It just unleashes so much power when we realize that we really are in the driver's seat here and we're getting what we want. We just don't always see the big picture. So I love, I love that. The main reasons people sabotage their success and procrastinate. What are the main reasons? I think you just kind of touched on that is that they really are afraid of being seen, really afraid of putting themselves out there, maybe afraid of rejection. Would you say put it in two big categories? Cause that helps people really get the aha, which is just fear of failure, right? If I complete the project, what's going to happen if it doesn't work out or it gets rejected or if I su- submit the proposal to a client and they say, no, thanks, you know, what does that mean? So fear of failure and fear of success. So what's going to happen if what you do, you hit a home run. What does that mean to you with your time and your family and with competition and with friendships and what does it mean? So fear of failure and fear of success, you know, be, being judged either way. So if you fail, you'll be judged. And if you succeed, trust me, you'll be judged. So all of so those are the main reasons. Those are the big category reasons I would say that people are sabotaging. It's like because I don't want to be out there so that I can get criticized and judged, and I don't want to be out there because and shine on stage or shine in whatever business. It doesn't matter what business they're in. You know, it always has a flavor. People are a, talk a lot about fear of failure, and they forget to look at the option of fear of success. I found that. That they really, yes. oh, fear of failure, everybody has that. It, it's been a sort of a, you know, a cute phrase for decades. It's like, what about fear of success, everybody? Yes. What, what's going to happen? What's going to change when you're really, really successful and your book gets promoted and put out there and published and your best friend's book, yep, nothing. What's going to happen when you're really successful? You have to, we have to take a look at that side of it. That is such a great point. Who do I need to be in order to hold all of that success? You know, the responsibility of it, the exposure of it. So I feel like as coaches, we're trying to help people create a container that can hold all of that. And and that really comes from a love, you know, an ability to walk in love and fearless love, because it really does come down to that, doesn't it? Either we're walking in love courageously and confidently, or we're in fear of something. And so um, right. I love, yeah, fear of failure, fear of success, bam, simple, right? What are your favorite yeah. questions you ask clients to identify why they sabotage their success? So sometimes people come in and they can say, oh, I'm sure it's fear of failure. But I just asked what you were talking about earlier about the uh, how does it serve you. I say, so there are two main questions. 
what is the upside to sabotage, procrastination? And they say just what you said. Oh, no, there is no upside. It doesn't serve me. Well, if it didn't serve you, you wouldn't be doing it. If my client yes. who had 30 pounds on, if it's not serving you, you wouldn't be doing it. It was keeping her safe, right? Yes. But people, initially, people say, no, don't be silly. There can't be an upside to something that's so bad as sabotage. Well, that goes back to understand that sabotage and procrastination are just trying to solve a problem for you. It's protecting you. Once you take the edge off that self-criticism, then you can start to say, hey, wait a minute. What is the upside? My, a client I trained, a coach I trained, she went to a, a networking meeting with 400 people and, quote, forgot her business card. Really? <laughs> In other words, like it served some right, and she finally admitted that it was all about, uh, you know, being rejected and what if she didn't get anybody who even asked for them. But it was it, it was a funny story to her at the time because she said, oh, okay, I can't even deny this one. So what's the upside? And then what's the downside of your success? So turn it around. Don't say what's the downside of procrastinating. Say if you reached your goal, so coaching is very goal-oriented, if you published your book, if you launched your website, if you opened your new business, if you produced the brochures for your workshops, if you whatever your business is, what could be a downside to you being as successful as you keep saying you want to be? So people come to me to my workshops, and they're like, oh, I want to be successful. And I just ask them, what's in the way? And then we go down this upside-downside road and say, well, why do you keep getting in your way? There must be a downside to the success you keep claiming you want. Oh, no, there's no downside. I want it. If you wanted it, you wouldn't be working against yourself behaviorally and emotionally and, you know, picking a fight with your boss or, you know, not getting the brochure in on time or the copy in on time. There's a reason. And once people can calm down and just say, okay, there must be reasons, then, then the fun stuff really starts because you can look at it and say, I didn't even know that I had a fear of success. I, I never, it didn't even occur to me. So that part, I, again, yes. I love. <laughs> I love oh, it is. So up, upside, downside. So what's the upside of your procrastination and what's the downside if you actually reach that success that you've been talking about for so long? Yes. Self-sabotage is to go about making sure that thing doesn't happen. And when we can recognize right. the ways that we are making sure that we don't succeed, it, that's when, you know, the floodgates open up. I, I love it. There's nothing better. Your primary coaching tool that you use for helping clients move forward is the EFT or the emotional freedom technique or tapping. Tell the audience more about that technique. It is such a fun, it's such a fun and, and weird technique. So what we're doing is we're combining the traditional methods of acupuncture with modern psychology. So what we're doing is we're using our fingertips and we're just tapping on acupuncture points because people hear acupuncture and they get all freaked out. They think I don't like needles. Well, you don't, it has nothing to do with needles. We're using the Chinese meridian system that they mapped out over 4,000 years ago that believes that there is energy and electricity that runs through your body. And if you have anxiety symptoms, stress symptoms, if you're sabotaging yourself, if you're doing anything like that, getting in your own way, it means something is a little messed up in the entire electrical system. It's like you got a fuse out. And what we do with the tapping, I say to people, it's like editing a document. You can't edit a document unless you pull it up on your computer. So we pull up the document. We talk about the problem. We really get in there, roll up our sleeves, and say, what's the problem? And the problem might be 
I'm sabotaging myself. I'm procrastinating because I'm afraid of success. So we really focus on it and we use certain wording. And then while we're focused there, while we've pulled up the document, we're tapping on these points on the face and the body. And that relieves and metabolizes and moves through any stuck energy in the body. So all the things that happen to us in our life, they don't happen in our mind. They happen on this body-mind continuum. You can't be without your body. But people keep trying to think problems through and get over it with their mind and mindset and all of that's important. But when, if, let's say, Stacy, that as a child you were in a school play or you were doing a speech in sixth grade or something and people laughed at you, that gets downloaded as a memory, but it also gets downloaded into your body, into your cells. So what we want to do is use a technique, and I don't touch my clients. They know how to tap. They tap on their eyebrow and the side of the eye and under the eye, and they use this technique to clean it out of the system, really get these highways of energy moving smoothly and quickly and cleanly so that there's no gridlock. I always say to people, it's like gridlock, right? You have gridlock out there in California. We have it here in New York. Uh, yes. you, you know, the, all the highways need to be moving. So it's a wonderful way to have the client really own and admit and really feel peaceful with and be in the space with, hey, it's just stress. I'm so focused or I'm so busy. What's the upside? Because I'm afraid to really feel my feelings. You know, whatever it is, we can go to it and use this tapping technique, tapping on the acupuncture points to clear it clear it out and have the person cognitively say, wow, I didn't even know I was afraid of judgment and afraid of criticism. Well, now go back and think of the success. And then they say, great, I can't wait for it. You know, they, they start change. Then the behavior changes, but your behavior will not change until your feelings start to change until your energy changes. But everybody's like, no, no, change the behavior. You know, it's like clutter. Clear up the desk. Well, two weeks later, the desk is a mess again. Because <laughs> you haven't done anything about the emotions behind clutter and what that means to you. So it doesn't matter what the person comes into my office with, you know, what they want to talk about. It's always the same thing. We're getting, as you said, we're getting in our own way for a very good reason. Figure it out. Tap, tap, tap. Tapping is one of the best tools I've ever found to help people move through stuff. And then they, then they come back and naturally their behavior changes. I, I started, Stacy in the addictions field. I worked at an agency in New York and then I did a lot of quit smoking and weight loss and addiction work in my private practice. And it's the same thing. Someone says they're on a diet for two weeks or they, says, they say they'll give up smoking and it's only a matter of time because we're not dealing with the feelings and what's underneath a behavior like smoking two packs a day, like over drinking, like overeating. You've got to get to that. I mean, most of the listeners know that, but what's so much fun is once you get to it, it's liberating. I know it can be painful. Sure. Our emotions can be fear can be quite painful, but once we get to it, then it's like, then then we've got room to move. So I find it very, very exhilarating to do this work. I I thank you that it's a, you're you're so good at teaching this it's it's amazing. I read a quote years ago that said any feeling fully felt is bliss. And mm. I uh you know I have a 
background of addiction as well. That's what got me into this work is I went to a psychiatrist to figure out why I was behaving the way I was behaving, dealing with eating disorders and um, alcohol and toxic relationships and all kinds of crazy things. And um, I began to, to learn that I never, I never felt I, you know, my emotions were frozen at a very young age. I decided not to feel because feeling was kind of painful. And so I made a decision at a pretty young age to just not feel. And so of course that leads to addiction, right? And all of this energy was stored up in my body and it causes disease and dysfunction and all kinds of crazy things. So um, I'm in the body field, you know, I've been in the body business teaching yoga and fitness classes my whole life. And so a lot of times in a yoga class, you'll feel an emotional release or somebody will start to cry. Or today in my class, I told the ladies to look into the mirror at their own, uh, you know, look right into your own eyes and just standing still and looking at themselves into their soul. um, It's just powerful. And we just don't spend a lot of time doing that. I went ahead and downloaded some of your phrases, your EFT setup phrases. And I, Mm. I love this. So I want to share with the audience, just the order of things. And you talk about, you know, the value or the power of just getting honest. That's how we start is even though I'm too busy to find the time to be still, or even though I'm a little scared, you know, I admit that I'm afraid of being still, or even though I don't know why I don't find the time to be still, you know? So we start out acknowledging like there's some reason why I'm not doing what I know I should be doing, but even though I'm doing that, I still deeply and completely love and accept myself where I'm at. So I want you to go ahead and take us. Oh, go ahead. I was was going to have you take us Think of that. So that's the original setup statement language from the 1980s when the head guy, Roger Callahan, started the tapping movement. Even though I have this fill-in-the-blank, comma, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So you're reading off one of my blogs about being still because, like you, I find if people can't be still long enough to feel their feelings, it has to go somewhere else and end up, ends up often being destructive. So That's it. starting 30 years ago, you know, it was even though I have this, Mm-hmm. fill in the blank. It's that simple. I deeply and completely accept myself and what you're reading off is even though I'm afraid to be still. So mm-hmm. when we can just admit that and we do that while we're tapping on the side of the hand. So we can, mm-hmm. if you want to do a demo, if we have time to do a demo station, yeah. we'll do one. Yeah, we do. Yep. Um, uh, and then you tap on the points that are on the face and the body and you just repeat the problem. You just own it and admit it and say, I'm afraid to be still. Or I'm afraid to be successful. I'm afraid to shine. Whatever your issue is. And then what happens is you relax more and more. There's all sorts of things that happen in the body and the brain with the tapping where you just stay with it and be with it. And we know that running from, like I I discovered cigarettes at age 14. You think that was was not a coincidence, (laughs) right? So that was my thing because I was anxious. I always say to people I was born anxious. I was born stressed out and anxious, uh, and I, cigarettes did it for me. Cigarettes were wonderful, and then I gave them up and gained 20 pounds. You know, this is what happens. If you can't deal with your feelings, you got they have to go somewhere. Yes. So this is a wonderful place to start what they call the setup statement. You tap on the side of either your, left, your, either your left hand or your right hand, and you just say it, and it's such a wonderful part of the healing process just to say, I deeply and completely... Love and accept myself anyway. 
was such a such a healing start to the whole system. So good. And then after that, you go straight to the eyebrow. You start tapping the eyebrow. And then you say, I never find the time to be still. So then you start getting just in the moment of, of the reality yeah. of the situation, right? And then the yeah. side so of the eye. So let's say the fear. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. ahead. You take it. Go ahead and take us through it, starting with the eyebrow. Well, let's, After let's the, do a whole one. So everybody, okay. if they could listen in and tap along, that would be awesome. So what we do is we choose our target first. So let's say our target is I'm afraid to be still, afraid to feel my feelings, afraid to be still. That's good enough. We measure it 0 to 10. Kidding. I'm, I'm busy, busy because I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to slow down. So we get a number on it. 10 is the highest. And then we tap on the side of the hand. Now, Stacey, I'm right-handed, so I use the fingers of my right hand and tap on that outside, what they call the karate chop point of, the, of my left hand, just because that's easier. Okay. So you start there, and you just repeat after me. You say, even though I'm afraid to be still because I don't want to feel. Even though I'm afraid to be still because I don't want to feel. I deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. I deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. Even though I'm afraid to be still, so I keep myself busy. Even though I'm afraid to be still, so I keep myself busy. I deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. I deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. So you could do that two or three times there. You can see it already relaxes people, have them. It really has them just say the truth. I'm afraid to be still, Mm -hmm. don't want to feel. Then you take two fingers of your dominant hand. Again, I'm right-handed, so that's easy. The first point that we tap on, it's called the eyebrow point, but it's at the beginning of the hair of either eyebrow above your nose. So don't go up into your forehead. It's just at the beginning of your eyebrow. And you just tap there very lightly, and we just name the problem. Again, think of it as tuning into a file. We're just naming the truth here. So you tap on your eyebrow point there, and you say, I'm afraid to be still because I might feel. Mm, I'm afraid to be still because I might feel. Then you move your fingers over to the outside corner of your eye. You could do this on either side of your face. So there's a little bone there on the outside corner, and you just say it again. I'm afraid to be still. I'm afraid to be still. The next point is underneath your eye, and let's just change it a little bit. I'm afraid to feel my emotions. I'm afraid to feel my emotions. The next point is under your nose. It's a really important acupuncture point. And just tap, so tap there under your nose. I'm afraid to slow down and feel. I'm afraid to slow down and feel. Then the next point we call the chin point, and it's below your lower lip, above your chin. It's right in the crease of your chin there. I'm afraid to slow down. I'm afraid to slow down. I'm afraid to be still. I'm afraid to be still. Even though that's exactly what I need. Even though that's exactly what I need. The next point is called the collarbone point, but it's a little hard to describe over the radio. If you put your hand just out flat and tap where the knot of a a man's tie would be, if you're doing that, then I know you're hitting one or both of them. It's right below that little U a little mm-hmm. indentation under your throat. So tap there and just say again, I'm so afraid to slow down. I'm so afraid to slow down. The next point is four inches below your armpit, so under either left or right, and just tap right there. It's a very important point in the ribs there. I'm afraid to slow down and be still. 
I'm afraid to slow down and be still. And then we tap on the top of the head, go around in a little circle on an acupuncture. Uh, there's a whole patch up there. Tap around and just say, I'm afraid to be still because I don't want to feel. I'm afraid to be still because I don't want to feel. Good. Then take a deep breath. And that just moves the energy through. And then we would go back if someone had started honestly with an eight, let's say they were so afraid to slow down and and feel anything. Then we'd go back in and say, what's the number now? And the number starts to come down as the, the fear comes down and other things pop up. They say, oh my gosh, I realize what I'm running from is the feelings from my boss or the feelings about my divorce or the feelings about I don't feel successful. You start to get more information as you go through the process and then you do it again. You say, well, what's really a good phrase now? Well, it's actually, I don't, I'm not afraid to be still. It really does feel like I do not want to feel my feelings. So let's go to there. Okay, then we do it again, even though I'm afraid to feel my feelings of fear, or, you know, whatever specifics they give you. Mm-hmm. So this opens up the whole body-mind connection, relaxes people. Even when I had my most cynical people in the beginning, when I was just starting out tapping 20, over 20 years ago, I would say to people, let me give you five minutes of this new technique because I was still doing hypnosis back then. I said, let me give you five minutes. And if it doesn't work, I'll give you five minutes. I'll give you another five minutes at the end of the session so you never feel like you lose anything. And even my most skeptical clients would come back the next week and they say, okay, what'd you do? Okay, what's going on? Because they would feel so much better and they would do it on themselves. And it was just really, it changed changed everything for my practice, my personal life, my business life. It's really made quite a difference. So that was a pretty good example, very simple example of how to take someone through uh, an EFT round. Awesome. Awesome. So then the emotions, there's supposed to be energy in motion. That's what emotion is supposed to be. So it needs to move out of the body. I've also learned that uh, an emotion fully felt will move out of the body or through the body um, within a minute, which is funny because we will hold on to emotions for a lifetime. And um, really, if you fully feel, <laughs> it'll leave and it will open up, like we said, doors of opportunity and, and you know, vision and um, hope, right, for a better future. So what comes after the feeling is that remembering who we really are and now, you know, aligning with the, uh, the truth of abundance and, and the freedom that is waiting for all of us. It's not like we have to go out and earn it. It's right there for everybody. But uh, we're blocking ourselves, like you said, in so many ways. So I, I love what you do. It's absolutely powerful and beautiful. And you're such a master. You're such a master. So thank you. Give us some final it's, words of wisdom. It's, it's fun. Um, well, just what to, to back up to what you were saying, when, it, when the emotions, when the energy's not in motion, you're stuck. And people say, well, mm-hmm. how do I know if I'm stuck? You know you're stuck. Look at your bank account. <laughs> look at your body. Look at your business, right? You know you're stuck. So it's just such a wonderful tool to move. We have to be in flow and in movement. The opposite is resistance and stuck. So if you want to move forward, you want to be in flow, you want to be easier with what life is throwing you, we are not stopping what life throws us, so we can't do that, but we can roll with it. It's just very, very empowering. You know, that's what I, I, I was struggling. That's what happened is I learned through my own struggle and changed a lot of things. I had terrible insomnia. That's the first thing I cleared on myself, Stacey, when I used tapping was in terrible insomnia, which, of course, wow. helped my health and helped my business. So whatever's stuck in your life, there's a good reason it's stuck. You're doing it for a reason. Figure it out. 
be gentle and you can move forward. Anybody listening, anybody listening can use this technique and anybody listening can move forward in their life. Now, even if they've been stuck for a couple of decades, I don't care yeah. what it is, but you, but you got to use the right techniques and coaching as a, as a wonderful, incredible field will help you move forward. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, the Yes Code. Check out Carol. Look at her website, just carollook.com. Go there. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. And if you were here yesterday, um, thank you for coming back. <laughs> head, on, <laughs> head on over to carollook.com and say yes to a better life. She's right there waiting for you. And if you're ready to share your story or get your work out into the world, your great work. You are here for a reason. You are designed and destined for some work that uh, nobody else can do. So contact me if you're ready for some airtime. And you can get a hold of me at Stacy, S-T-A-C-E-Y, at stacyc.com, because I really do care about your high-powered success. So until next week, Wednesdays, um, be the change you're hoping to see in the world. Bye for now. We'll see you next time.